everyone. Welcome back to the Retired College Athletes Podcast, a podcast designed to inspire and inform current and former athletes through stories and advice from retired college athletes. Today, we're chatting with Brianna Atkinson, who played volleyball at Duke University and is the founder of Kokata, a brand that sells coconut spread products. I really enjoyed chatting with Brianna. This is a great episode about entrepreneurship and the links between athletics and entrepreneurship, as well as how long it takes to get a product to market and how to stay motivated by tracking your goals along the way. Let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. So walk us through your academic time at Duke. What did you major in? Because now you're an entrepreneur. You said that you kind of did a harder degree. What did you major in? And then kind of take us to where you are now. Yeah. So I went to Duke not thinking through what major I wanted to do. But then freshman year, I, I got there and I was really enjoying being challenged in class. I ended up picking economics, which at Duke is incredibly quantitatively rigorous. So lots of calculus classes. I think I took four calculus classes, a stat class, um, a bunch of econ classes. To be honest, I don't use economics on a day-to-day basis, but I will say like the fundamental ideas behind it were really helpful for me starting out working. And even now I still think if I could do those courses, I could probably do anything. So it's helpful in that sense. Gotcha. And so like you are also an athlete. How are you able to balance such hard classes? Because I mean, I took, I think I took one economics class at UVA and I was like, yeah, not for me. You know, it's like just tough (laughs) stuff. So how are you able to balance all of that? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the short answer is you just do it, you know, kind of like in practice when something impossible comes up, some impossible drill, like you just figure it out. Um, some weeks it looked nicer than others. Some weeks I was in the library till four or 5 a.m. and went straight home and changed for practice. So it depended on the weeks, but um, one of the skills that really helped that I'm sure every athlete you talk to talks about is time management. Now I'm even still very um, clear with my time and I exactly what I'm going to do for an hour, two hours, even social time and working out. I started those habits in college and that really helped. Gotcha. Okay. So talk to me about how you decided to start a business. It's like, I know a lot of, so actually a lot of people who follow our podcast are interested in, like, they're not really sure what to do, honestly, coming out of college. Like you have this major that you have spent four years pursuing, and then you may have interest in just being an entrepreneur and doing other things, but I know it's hard to make that decision and like take the leap. So um, how did you come to that decision and how has it been starting your business? Yeah. Um, well, before I started it, before I even had the idea, um, I went into consulting right out of school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I felt that consulting was kind of like an extension of college um, where you get to try a bunch of different projects, um, just feel it out. Cause I didn't, I didn't do any internships or anything. So we were full sport. So I had zero work experience. So for the first few years, I was just kind of doing that. And then after a couple of years, I really missed like, being as passionate about something as I was about volleyball or about college athletics in general. I started playing for the Jamaican women's national volleyball team, as well as still doing consulting. And that was really fun for me. And it kind of reminded me of what I missed, which is just being super passionate about something and, and having something in your life that you're willing to wake up at 4 a.m. every day for. Um, so once I had that kind of, I don't know, once I touched volleyball again, um, this idea came up because I was traveling for work with Jamaica volleyball and with work. 
I was traveling four days a week minimum, if not for weeks on end. So I went to a market in London, which where I was for work that week. And I tried this Sri Lankan coconut jam. And long story short, um, I was obsessed with that. Couldn't find it anywhere and ended up making my own version. So that's where the idea started. And it was just like slow progress for a long time. Again, like really similar to sports. I was like, okay, I'm just going to figure out the packaging and just put it in a jar and go to the farmer's market and maybe fail a bunch of times, but tweak it. And then it was like, okay, I'm just going to get it into one store. So it was just one little thing after another until it hit me one day that this company is legit and the product is legit and I can do it full time. So it was kind of like a slow realization. Yeah. So, okay. From like, how long did it take you like in general from having the idea to actually putting it out. Cause I think the biggest thing that I see just from people talking in general is like, unless you are the person going through it or like somebody extremely close to them, things start to feel and look like an overnight success, even though that's not what happened. Like it, there's usually so much time that goes in between there. So how much time did you put into it before you actually like hit the market? Yeah. Yeah. You said it perfectly that things look like an overnight success that just aren't. Um, we launched a year ago, but from the day that I had the idea to launching, it was almost two years. So what that looked like was it was trying out a bunch of different recipes. I was sticking it in the glass mason jars, just giving it to coworkers and teammates and tweaking it. The first label was a sticky note. I stuck on there. We went through a bunch of different names. So it was just a lot of testing and trialing. And I think a lot of people thought I was like joking when I said that I was launching a coconut spread business because it's kind of random coming from technology consulting. So it took a long time. And I think the hardest part was that time where like, there's no real like positive feedback, you know, like you're not in market, you're not like making any money. You're just like in your home grinding away at whatever idea you have. And people think you're joking and you're not. Um, so it, it was definitely hard, but it was totally worth it. Cause when we launched, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. So I definitely want to kind of sit in the conversation about like, you know, those two years that you spend like really working on something and it's kind of like behind the scenes. I've like done a little bit of research recently and heard about it's, it's called like a bamboo season where for three years, like you never see bamboo grow. It's growing its roots. And then all of a sudden on like the beginning of the third year, it sprouts up and grows like very quickly, like exponentially. And so that, that's kind of like what it feels like to start a business. But like, how do you respond to people? How do you, what do you tell people during that time when like the, the feedback isn't so positive or like they think you're joking? Like, what are those conversations you're having? What conversations are you having with yourself also about like, just trying to keep yourself motivated to do what you set out to do? Yeah. Um, well, mentally, it reminded me a lot of sports, particularly when all of us were in like, middle school, you know, no one's good at their respective sport. And you're, and I used to say back then, I was like, I'm going to go to Duke or I'm going to go to Penn State. I'm going to go to whatever school. And people are like, yeah, okay. You know, um, right. <laughs> very similar feeling. Um, and you're just like, I'm just going to work as hard as I need to work to make it happen. And it's going to happen because I'm going to make it happen. So I, I think both you and I, and any other college athletes already have experience in that. And it just took a lot of discipline, encouraging myself, also like noting the little wins again, just like sports, like the really tiny incremental improvements that I was making on it every day. What was helpful for me was writing things down. I kind of managed it like a consultant. So we had like a project management tool and we, I had my tasks for the week. 
my fiance, my now fiance is my co-founder. He's also a college athlete. So we both were in this tool writing down our goals and we did exactly what we did in sports, which is outcome goal, processed goal, and then what you can do every day to make those goals happen. So then when you see it, you see all the little things checked off. You look at the package and it looks completely different than the first day. You don't notice that every day, just like you don't notice big improvements in your sport every day. So having that written down really, really helped. In terms of what we said to people, it was it was hard to explain what the idea was in the first place, but I was honestly just really open with what I wanted. And if people didn't believe it, they didn't believe it. Even now, like I say, I'm like, I'm building a $100 million business. Not, not a $1 million business, not a $10 million business, a $100 million business. And if I don't hit $100 million, hitting $50 million is a great win too. Right, um, yeah. Some people take it seriously and some don't, and that's okay. Yeah, and to be honest, I've heard the same thing from a lot of like very successful entrepreneurs I've gone on and like they just started like you. Um, For example, Sarah Blakely of mm-hmm. Spanx. Love her story. Just kind of like people thought she was crazy. Like Spanx is definitely like... I mean, it's underwear. So it's like, wait, we have underwear, you know, like, um, but it's a different spin on it. And so I definitely see like, of course, room in the market for you, like spreads. And I mean, there's like, there's spreads for every kind of like healthy fat. So definitely like plenty of room. Um, And that's really exciting. I do want to talk about the connection between entrepreneurship and sports. So you talked about a few things that you see, like our connection in terms of just being like super disciplined in time management. But what are some other things that you've been able to pull on from your time in sports and pull that into your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, um, the goal setting is really, really key for me and for a lot of other entrepreneurs as well. But I think being a college athlete, you have a lot of practice in that. And I know in school, it didn't really feel like it was directly relevant to anything else. Like when people would say to you or to me, like, oh, you have all these really great skills that other people don't have. You're like, okay, whatever. But it's so true. Um, The goal setting is key. I remember in college or in high school, setting a goal for every season and keeping track mentally, either by writing it down or just like noting the little wins that I was progressing towards that goal. So the goal setting is really, really important and has definitely kept us on task and growing as fast as we want to grow, which is great. I also think just the teamwork skills are hard to explain, but working in a team in college, like losing heartbreaking games with teammates and everybody wanting to kill each other and also the huge successes, right? Like knowing how to go into a game as an underdog, maybe you're unranked and you're playing whatever number 10 and you're not going to count yourself out. That's what entrepreneurship is. You know, you're the new kid on the block. You're definitely the underdog competing against these giant, giant brands with billions of dollars. And you need to be comfortable leaning into being the underdog and not count yourself out. That kind of stuff. I mean, that's what college sports really is. And that's what entrepreneurship is. So it's, it's just like sports in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. Earlier, you had mentioned that like you needed to find something outside of like once you finished college athletics that was like would kind of take the place of that. I feel like a lot of athletes struggle with that. Was it volleyball for you again, like being on the Jamaican national team that did that for you? Or was it starting this business or a mix of both? It was a mix of both. So when college sports ended at first, I was like, yeah, no more sports. I get to go do all these other things. And then after a year, you're like, oh, I really missed that though. Right, right. <laughs> um, so I think going and playing Jamaica volleyball was number one, like me wanting to end my sports career on my own terms in my own time. And I got to do that, but it it all it was a little bit 
surprising that when I did start, I loved my time with Jamaica women's national team. Like every minute of it, I was just living the dream, but I also was like, wow, this is no longer what I'm obsessed with. Like I was when I was younger, like it wasn't the same as when I was 17. And all I would think about is volleyball. Like Mm -hmm. as an adult, I had my full-time job and then I had Jamaica volleyball. I had my then very serious boyfriend. I had all these other things. And I realized that my like identity wasn't attached to volleyball anymore. It was just something that I loved. And I think that was a really important point for me because it, I allowed myself to try other things and find something that I was really excited about. So after that, I dabbled in a bunch of other things. Like I ran a marathon, not for me, but I tried. So I learned. Um, Yeah. Wow. So like, I, I think Jamaica volleyball just like convinced me that it's okay to go try other things and probably be terrible at them because I didn't have the opportunity to try those things. And eventually I'd find something. So Kokata wasn't like the first thing that I started or tried. It was like the 20th thing that I tried. And then I slowly fell in love with it. I was not passionate about it from day one. It it just kind of happened one day that I was like, wow, this, this child is like, or this company is like my child. Like I love this company, Um, but it took some testing to get there. Yeah. And I think that's just really good advice in general, in terms of like, just try a bunch of things. Like we've kind of talked about on the platform that you as an athlete, usually by the time you finish college, have not had a lot of time to explore your interests just because you've been so focused on your sport, like for the majority of your life to that point. And so just taking some time to explore is super important because you just never really know what will spark your interest. And like you said, like it was the 20th thing for you. It might be the fifth thing for somebody else, but you have to give it some time to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just be okay. Being bad at something. That's something else. If you're a college athlete, you want to be the best. Uh, and I'd like go to a spin class and try so hard that I'm seeing black spots. Cause I want to be the best. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> just be okay. With being bad at something. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. That was me in bar. I'm like, wait, why is grandma over there better than me? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Um, yeah. So just kind of want to get your advice for soon to be retired college athletes. If you had to give one piece of advice from all of your learnings, what would you tell them? I would say number one thing is don't think that this is the last thing that you can be passionate about. It's just what we were talking about. I really thought when volleyball was ending and a lot of my friends who also were college athletes thought that was like the end of the best time of our lives. That's what we all kept saying, but it's, it's completely not. And life after school, life after sport can be just as exciting, just as amazing. You can find another passion. You just have to allow yourself to. So definitely like during your last few months or your last year, relish in it and enjoy the sport that you love, that you've grown up playing. But as your time comes to a close, like it's okay to find something else that you love and just allow yourself to do that. Definitely. And where can people find your product, Kokata? Yeah. Um, so like I said, we've been launched for a year. You can find us in stores across North Carolina. That's where we're headquartered. I was living in Durham at the time. So we're all over there. We're going to be in Southern California soon across the Southeast as well. At some retailers, I can't say the names of, but For now, the easiest way to find us is on our website at www.eatkokada.com 
or Amazon Prime. Everyone loves the Amazon Prime option. Yes, definitely. I will make sure that's linked in the description box below. I want everyone to definitely go out and try it. I want to thank you so much for carving out time to be on here. I think the entrepreneurship conversation is one that our audience has been super curious about. So I know it'll be really helpful to them. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I really appreciate you tuning in. I really enjoyed chatting with Brianna, just getting a realistic view of how long it takes to get something to market, what entrepreneurship really looks like, and how similar it is to athletics. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it, subscribing, and leaving a review. That's the best way for this podcast to grow and get into the ears of the people who need it most. If you'd like to get more involved in the RCA community, You should follow us on social media. We are everywhere, but definitely most active on Instagram and on YouTube. And if you want to give to us monetarily, please consider giving it to us on Patreon. That link is always in the description. And in exchange for your recurring gift, you get exclusive content on what's going on with RCA behind the scenes and everything that we have planned in the future. That's all I have for today. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you guys on Thursday for our solo cast.